0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening to another week. And for right now, I'm keeping things going for the weekly basis, for the weekly episodes. In about a couple of weeks, I'll be going on vacation. So those two weeks, probably not going to have anything, but I think I'll have some stuff recorded so that when I'm out, I can release them or I'll just take a two week break. haven't really decided yet. As funny as it sounds going on vacation I'm really I'm only probably gonna be out of state maybe three days if anything. I'm still waiting to get a positive uh, confirmation and as crazy as things are going right now uh, Restrictions are getting lifted from California. Uh, I mean as far as I know in other states like Arizona where we might we might be going It's not as tough, but Still things are changing More vaccines are going out and we'll see, we just gotta take it day by day. I mean, it kind of feels like this year is already over and it's only 26 days in. Things are not aging well with COVID, right? (laughs) But for today's episode, I wanted to talk about positive attention in your child. And what's positive attention? Positive attention is when you respond to your child with a warmth and genuine interest. It helps a child feel secure, valued, and, and it's really about finding out how to make the most of daily moments and show positive attention for the child. Some examples could be smiling at your kid, making eye in contact, using, you know, caring facial expressions, being physically gentle and caring with your kid, using words to celebrate and encourage your child, and showing an interest in your children's interest kind of hyping up their achievements. I grew up in a background where this wasn't really shown. For the first years or so of my life, I really couldn't remember any of this happening in any kind of personal way, coming from, well, A, my mom, the year and a half that she was here, and then through, you know, ages 2 through 6, 7, nearly can't remember, and I know it's Stupid to say that like I can't remember like hugs or smiles or anything like that, but With the kind of rough background I, I did have There are little things of happiness like you know something like this that might pop up or something that I might have held on to to like, you know keep me in there, but as Deep as I was thinking into this, nothing was really popping up. I really wasn't sure why so I started digging into the subject because my son who, around this time last year, we started potty training him, and if I haven't mentioned before, which I may have, might have, but our son Max is a little sensitive. It's sensitive as he has very delicate feelings if you look at him wrong or maybe raise your voice in a kind of tone that might, you know, scare him or he'll start crying or he'll kind of like, not curl up in a ball like that, that, that dramatic, but you know, his feelings will get hurt, he's you know, he's a kid, he just wants to be happy, he wants to have fun. He wants us to be happy and have fun too, but... You know, sometimes we get mad, or sometimes we have to kind of put some discipline in him, tell him that he's doing wrong. Whether he thinks that we're being too much on him, or what have you not. He gets scared, gets crying, starts crying, so... I really wanted to see how I could change that. What well, of the little things to kind of do you know, bring encouragement to, you know, daily activities. So I was looking into this and I started thinking, well, why is this important? From birth, a child needs to experience relationships and show them that they're valued, capable of growing to being human beings who bring pleasure and positivity to them and the others around them. Positive attention helps children build a picture of how valued they really are. And when I seen that, I started implementing those little things I just mentioned earlier eye contact, caring, hugs, and right now our kids are, even though one might be a little bit more sensitive than the other they're very loving, they're very happy, we encourage every little thing they do from going pee in the potty to I don't know, as simple as walking up the stairs and they say they did it. they want you know, you just gotta hype them up you gotta get positivity into what they're doing, just so they're not they don't feel like failures and I know they're only two and four, but if a kid gets sad and you realize, you know what, I failed, and as a parent, you can't really take that, right? So, you just, you know, hype them up, be there behind them, and do the best that you can for them. So, it was important for my kids to start to develop this. And when we were starting to be parents. I really didn't know anything in how to. I just thought that everything that I was raised was the norm. Or, you know, like this case where I was just saying, everything that happened to me, do the opposite. So the top priority was to make sure that my kids were feeling that like they're loved. I guess sometimes you really don't think of what you should do, but it comes natural. But to be honest, I really put on this added stress because I felt that being, being brought up the way I was, I felt that the love had to be double. And coming from a n- not-so-positive reinforcement growing up myself, I wondered if I could do the same for my kids meaning if I could give that positivity like I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it I was going to be able to handle it if I was going to be any good at it whatsoever I just wanted to put I put on the added stress just so I could be best that I can for them a child self image builds up over time with positive loving messages as early as they could hear your voice or as early as they could see your touch or as they start getting that vision eyesight in them and, and then forth So again, all this is the opposite of how I felt or how I thought what I was gonna be capable of doing. So I started thinking, how can I show attention? And the answer was right in front of my face. And chances are, some of us as parents, we already do this on a daily basis, but we just really don't think twice about it. It's just something that comes naturally out of us. And you know, when you have your kid, you just love them. This stuff just comes out. So some of the things that were Part of this positive attention for the kid, where you know you look at your kid, you smile at them, you so interested in what they're doing, you ask them what are they doing to te- let you know about it. You pay attention, you listen, and you know listen closely to what your kid's talking to you because you can kind of decipher in the little mumblings what they're saying. And you can make special rituals together. Like one of the little small things that our kids love doing with us is they like making their milk. And no, I don't mean making milk like you we get it from a cow and we milk it like that. My boy has the boy's a real picky eater. He eats like maybe two or three different kind of foods. Like that's it. So naturally I wanted to make sure that he gets his nutrients. So I started buying Pedia Shore and mixing it with his milk. So when we make the milk together, it's basically just that. Pouring half Pedia Shore, half milk. Kid likes to stir it and Mia gets along with it. And she likes to get her own cup and watch as you pour the milk and it's something they enjoy doing and they're the happiest for that split second right after you know small little things like that other rituals can include like certain sayings you guys do like when you guys go to bed certain high-fives certain pump me ups you know little things like that from what I researched, these are just basics for kids of all ages and when you're working with toddlers these tips are actually viable in helping teaching your kids to give them the attention they deserve When I was looking into the subject, I had no idea where to start for myself, to what to do for the kids. Lucky enough, (laughs) but lucky enough, the advice I got from my friends and family, and really through trial and error, helped me lead to what these were. Sometimes just sitting with your kid is just more than enough. And I know it's rough sometimes when you're sitting down, trying to drink your coffee, trying to talk to your wife, vice versa, or trying to do something, whether you're being on your computer or... We're all home right, right now, pretty much at this moment. It's bound to happen we're gonna be doing something that catches our interest, but our kids just wanna spend a little bit of time together. I mean, it doesn't hurt, and I know sometimes it gets frustrating and it gets on our nerves, but you gotta remember that they're just kids and they just wanna be next to you. And that's a good thing. I mean, am I right? Is that a good thing that your kid wants to be next to you, wants to love you, hug you, smile, you know, whatever. It's good. And what I keep putting in my mind too is that these moments aren't going to last forever. And as much as I've heard that from other people and saying how fast the kids grow up, I'm seeing it with my own eyes. Seeing like memories pop up from like Instagram or Facebook of the kids from a year ago, and they were so tiny to what they are right now. And it's you know it's really it's really progressing fast the way that they're growing up and how they are. So you just got to take these moments because. By the time they're, what, they're little teenagers, they're, they're not going to want to sit next to you or hug you or be on top of you, you know, grab your face or anything like that. So these little nuances of those things that might get on your nerves, it's not going to last forever. Just just accept them and take them. Just enjoy them while you can. You see, when it was just my son, Max, for him, it was just holding, hugging and smiling, talking, making him laugh and really praising And backing up the little small things from like picking up toys, telling them, son, can you put this in your toy box or, you know, something like that. Day-to-day basis. And I fast forward a few years ago to where he, you know, last year when he started potty training and every time he goes to pee, he makes sure that you you cop and you say yay. And when it was starting to, when we went to the, you know, grandparents' house or the aunts, when he had to go pee in the potty, again, kind of let everybody know give a couple claps give a couple yays, and you know it's nothing for us but for them that goes a long way coming to this year i mean he's still not going number two in the potty but he's still going pee and he's going to himself he still gets the praise he still gets he hypes himself up and he says you know good job maximus you did it and we look at him and say you know what good job max you you sure did And give him a high five and he walks away with the biggest smile what, what does that take out of you nothing you see, that just gives them the positivity and encourages that the kid builds up and it trusts themselves and it trusts you. That that just gives them positivity and encourages the kid to trust themselves and it trusts you in the steps to help them grow up. As much as they grow up, you grow up with them. <clears throat> Usually, for the most part, we do all this in general with the kids. But if you're like me, and you have worried for a bit. I mean, for the better part, you just wanted to make sure that your kids are loved and they know it. You see, going in blind, I I saw a device, and a lot of it was just to put my mind on ease to make sure that, you know what, I can do it. Because it was scary. It was, well, there's a lot of aspects of the kids that they were scary, but a lot of it was to make sure that they, they felt their love. And it, counts, it sounds kind of dumb for me because... Out of all the people that I've been around, family, friends, cousins, aunts, when it came to like, you know, having their kids, I never really heard anyone say like, I'm scared that my kids aren't going to feel loved. So when I was thinking that, when I was feeling that, it kind of felt stupid. But it goes, it goes into the background that have this kind of traumatic, this traumatic upbringing that I had that I'm still feeling the vibrations from to this day when I'm 31. These little <clears throat> times and aches of being scared, it really takes a toll on you and you start to, if you get too deep into it, you start being paranoid and being too too overly anxious into little things that really shouldn't matter too much. And there's times where you overanalyze things and I'm guilty of that too because, I mean, what could I say? Like, I had a traumatic upbringing. So being over analytical about things, it I guess it comes with the territory. I'm not really too sure. I'm still discovering all that in myself, but this was just one thing that I wanted to make sure that my kids knew when they felt that you know me and my wife were behind them husband percent that me and my wife were behind them a hundred percent. And no matter what they do, we're gonna back them up. And I know there was this this time between kids, meaning When we had Max too, when Mia was still baking and by the time she was going to come, there was still this time where I thought, how the hell am I going to be able to show the love and be able to be positive to Max and Mia? I thought it was going to be like the biggest issue, the biggest struggle, one of the mainest concerns that I was having between this this limbo time. And to be honest, I kind of worried for nothing because once the kid came out, started growing, now, you know, two and four, I'm not having those problems, those those insecurities that I had during that, you know, small, brief time. But I guess I'm kind of glad I did have it because if I didn't, I maybe would have looked things up, would have sought out more advice. I kind of just would have been stuck in my bubble. Bubble? I kind of just would have been stuck in my bubble and just go about things like if they were normal. And I'm pretty sure that some of these things would have kicked in or not son, maybe most of them would have kicked in naturally but seeking out the advice gathering questions and looking for the answer for them goes a whole long way I mean there's no really wrong question or wrong answer to figuring out your own path in parenting everyone's different, everyone has these styles and it's really up to us and how we're gonna fit that into our lives because what works for me is not gonna work for one of my friends, person B, person C. The way we're raising our kids might not have worked for, or actually might not work for people in the older, older generations. What they see my son as being overly sensitive, they might consider that weak, soft, and you know it's it's harsh, but that's just the way people thought in older generations. I'm glad that we're not looking at my son like that, or my daughter, if there any, they're, they're they're just kids. Their emotions are fresh. They're new. The kid's for for Christ's sake, like, we need to tone him soft. He's a kid. These kids are fresh. They're brand new. Their emotions, you're, you're still in the building sections of your life. You're still a sponge soaking everything in. And the kids are going to find their own way, just like the parents are going to find their own way in how to best teach them. Kids are going to find their own way to best learn and to show what they learn, how to adapt into what their little life, what they want to be. And as parents, we can show them as much as we can, but it's really the kids who are the ones who decide to take it in and decide to put out what they want to put out. And for us we just gotta wait, we gotta see and just hope for the best and try to second guess ourselves. Cause that's one of the killer things you could do is second guessing yourself and trust me it sucks. But getting away from The subject of showing child, but getting away from the subject of showing the child positivity. It's something that's around us every day. We may not think of it, but it's there. I'm pretty sure most of everybody listening to this who has kids, they dealt with it. Even if you're a niece, your niece, even if you're an aunt or uncle, I'm pretty sure you spread some positivity and some good positive attention in in your own way. But we just gotta keep an open mind, just keep at it day by day, and I mean, never forget that our kids are not gonna love us. And as much as you love them, I can guarantee that they love you even more than that. Look for answers, look for questions. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody looking hard on themselves more than I'm talking to to myself. Because saying them out loud is making me feel a little bit more uh, at ease. But if you're my situation, if you're in my kind of mind mind frame of thinking, you're just going to run yourself over and over again, like I am talking right now, probably making no sense, but be positive, be loving, be the best parent that you can, be there for your kids, and thanks for listening for these couple minutes. Bye.